Welcome to Conversations with Chuck Hester, a weekly podcast designed to entertain, inform, and get you more information about the people who you need to know. I'm Chuck Hester, and I am your host today. Today's broadcast is featuring my guest, Bob Berg, co-author of the international bestseller, The Go-Giver, and a much sought after speaker at sales and leadership conferences. Bob is committed to inspiring the entrepreneurial spirit in all of us. He shows that companies, both large and small, that conduct their business the go-giver way are not only much greater value to their customers, they're also significantly more functional and profitable as well. Welcome. Bob Burke. Hey, Chuck, it's so great to be with you. Indeed, it's great to have you here, my friend. I, you know, I was, we were talking before we went on the air, you know, I'm an evangelist, there's no doubt about it. I've, I've loved the the book that I got originally when we got a chance to meet and, you know, I'm a, I'm a YouTube follower and, and walk through your referral videos. So just have a really uh, great time with that. Now, for those of uh, my my listeners, and I actually do podcasts on Anchor as well, so it's going to be an audio podcast as well. But for those who are tuning in right now, and also those that are going to be on the uh, the replays, explain the Go Giver and and the the, uh, the really the principles behind it. Sure. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's a business parable. It's part of a series of of four books. Three of them are are parables, co-authored with John David Mann, who's a fantastic author and storyteller. I'm I'm much more of a how to kind of step-by-step, one, two, three, four kind of guy. So uh, John is really the driving force in terms of the the uh, the writer. Um, and the um, the premise is really nothing more than, than understanding that shifting your focus, and this is really the key, shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others. Understanding that doing this is not only a more uh, fulfilling way of doing business, it's actually the most financially profitable way as well. Uh, And not for some, you know, way out there kind of (laughs) woo-woo, magical, mystical type of reason, but really it, it makes logical, rational sense. When you're that person, Chuck, as I know you are, who can take your focus off yourself and instead place it on solving other people's problems and challenges, finding out, discovering what they want, need, desire, and helping them to to get it, to accomplish their goals, to help bring them closer to happiness. When that's your focus, people feel good about you. People want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to be part of your life, part of your business. Uh, Certainly, they want to be your personal walking ambassador, if you will. So, uh, so again, it's, it's, it's very much based on, uh, you know, to the degree that you really focus on, on bringing value to others. That's the degree that you yourself are going to be uh, successful. And as you mentioned, there are five, five laws or principles behind this. Uh, these are the laws of value, compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. Yeah. And, and you mentioned it, Bob, because it's a phrase that I use on a regular basis, working with my clients as well on how to use LinkedIn correctly uh, to be able to do that. And that is the phrase, no like, and trust. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I use it, quite frankly, when somebody sends me a generic invitation and I will say to them, I need to know, like, and trust you before I can connect with you. Uh, so that's kind of the bottom line on that. So so can you talk a little bit about that and, and that principle? Sure. And and so um, the the beginning part of it 
is, is actually very important. And that is all things being equal, or we could say all things being close enough, mm -hmm. equal, right? Uh, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and, and trust. And that, that beginning part's Im important because if things are not equal or at least close enough to equal, then the no like and trust, you know, it, that's not going to be the determining factor. Okay. Because let's say, for example, the product doesn't measure up or the service doesn't measure up. Well, they can no like and trust you, but you're not going to get the business probably. Or for example, let's say there's a, it's a, it's a product where there's a delivery time that they need in 10 days and you can't get it before 30 days. Well, they know, like, and trust you, but they're not going to, if they need that in 10 days, that's not going to. So, so it's very important, I think, to, you know, to make that distinction that we understand uh, that, that the, the product service has to be able to be what it's needed to be. It needs to, the deliverables, uh, deliverables need to be there and, and so forth. Now that aside though, all things being equal or close enough to it, then indeed it will be a matter of the relationship and earning that person's no like and trust is the difference maker. Yeah, and I, I think you're finding it even more when, in what I call the COVID blessings to a certain extent. I mean, we're all virtual these days uh, and we're on LinkedIn and other social media on a regular basis. So we're having to really, you know, develop those relationships that we could not do by having coffee, drinks, golf, you name it, uh, and being able to meet at conferences like you and I have done in the past uh, to be able to work that through. So uh, in incredibly important for that. So, I, you know, I'm interested too, um, you know, in, in show notes, I've got, so being a go-giver is absolutely congruent with and even honors human nature. So <laughs> talk to me about that a little bit. Well, you know, Chuck, I often, in, in those days of old, when I used to speak at actual, uh, you know, physical conferences in person, and I'd have a whole bunch of salespeople in an, in an audience, I would, I would generally begin by saying that, you know, nobody's going, I'd actually ask them, you know, how many of you agree with the following statement? Nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet, right? <laughs> and, you know, we'd, everyone would put up their hands, we'd all laugh because we know that's true, right? They're not going to buy from you because you need the money. They're not going to buy from you because you would like them to. And they're not even going to buy from you because you're a really nice human being. <laughs> they're going to buy from you because they believe they'll be better off by doing so than by not doing so. And in the basically free market economy in which we operate, and when I say free market, I simply mean no one is forced to do business with anyone else. The only reason they're going to buy is for their reasons. And you know what? That's the only reason anyone should buy from you or from me or from from anyone else. That's human, that's understanding human nature. And, and that's good though, because what it means is that that entrepreneur or salesperson who absolutely is laser focused on discovering what that other person is looking to accomplish and fulfilling that and being able to communicate that, that's the person who is going to receive the business. And you mentioned entrepreneurs, Bob, let's talk about that some. So, you know, I'm understanding that you believe that you don't have to be an entrepreneur to be entrepreneurial. Interesting, interesting phrase. Uh, I'd love to have you unpack that a little bit, if you would. 
Sure. Well, you know, we think of the entrepreneur as a business owner and someone who has invested their own money or theirs and someone else's or, you know, what have you. But basically, they are the business owner and they're putting the sweat equity into it. And they know that when it comes right down to it, if their business is going to survive, they need to please a whole lot of people. Okay. And they need to they need to focus on bringing immense value to the lives of many others. That's how they're going to to grow their business. Um, now, what about the when you're not the entrepreneur? What about that person who is an employee in another person's company or organization? Well, you know what? It's basically the same thing. Just as no one's going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet, no one's going to hire you and keep you and continue paying you a weekly or monthly whatever salary because you have a mortgage payment. It's going to be because they believe that you bring enough value to the organization to warrant it. Now, the difference might be so you're really you're not entrepreneurial in terms of, of owning the business, but you are intrapreneurial. You are an <laughs> entrepreneur within another person's organization. Now, it might be that your customer or client is not the end user, but it might be your supervisor or it might be your coworkers or it might mm -hmm. be those people on your team that you're leading. It's obviously your the, the person who owns the company. Uh, it's everyone. It's that person in that next silo who usually is not agreeable to helping others. But because of the way you're able to work with that person, you're able to get results and needed information um, or and or it might be that end user. I don't know. But it simply means that you need to find ways to bring immense value to those to whom you are responsible for doing so. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, and, and within your, your parable, if you will, and I, I can't tell you, Jabob, how many times I've reread this. Uh, with A lot of it is, has to do with mentorship and finding, you know, the, the main character ends up with a mentor. Uh, not purposely, more because, hey, you know what, he's he's killing quota and I'm not, and I want to know why. Uh, that, that's kind of the bottom line on that. But um, so, but so talk to me about mentorship. And I, and I know for a fact that you've got, um, as my show notes say, a golden nugget of advice from a drive-by mentor. Totally shifted <laughs> your perspective and played a big role in your success. Yeah. So tell, yeah. tell us that story, man. Yeah, so, so those are two different things. One, I think mentorship is very important. Uh, and, it, you know, if you can if you can find someone who, you know, has been there and done that and wants to work with you and can, hey, yeah, I mean, a great mentor can cut your learning curve time by, you know, by five years, 10 years, you know, right. And uh, sometimes it's one mentor, but other times it's a series of mentors that, you know, you that that you you're able to um, that you're able to, uh, you know, relate to and relate with. Um uh, you know, I think when finding a mentor, I think a lot of times people try to rush it and they'll just ask someone who they admire and respect, you know, will you be my mentor? And, and yeah, I think when asking that way, it, it doesn't come across in a way you might like it to because it comes across as maybe entitled or it comes across, uh, you know, in a way that you're just looking to take someone's time. Uh, if you want this person to be your mentor, mentor, the chances are so do others. And so just at, come, coming right out and asking like that is not distinguishing yourself in a way that I think makes you attractive to that person wanting to really help you. But I think you could go to anyone who you who you admire and say something like, hey, you know, I, I know you're very busy. If this is not something that you have the time to do or that you even want to do, I totally understand. 
Um, I'm wondering if I might ask you one or two very specific questions. And typically, not, not all, but most people will say, sure, go right ahead. Because what you've done is you've really framed it in such a way that you have distinguished yourself. You First of all, you gave them the out or back door to, to let them know that this is not something that they should feel obligated to do. You're not expecting that they would, uh, you know, that they'd feel obligated. You're giving them that out. You're also... Um, you're letting them know that you are not going to waste their time. You're not asking to pick their brain, right? You're not one or two very specific ways. And that says to them, you know, this is a serious person. This is a person who has an agenda. And when I say agenda in this context, I mean that in a good way, in a positive way. In a positive way, way. yeah, absolutely. You know what you want to ask. You're not going to wait, right? And so, uh, and so when they invite you to do that you know then you, you make you make sure you research that person thoroughly so you don't ask something that you could have found out you know through researching but that aside you want to ask your questions uh don't take up too much of their time totally respect their time thank them profusely let them know that you do plan you know plan to to put this into action and and i would that very day i would write a handwritten personalized thank you note just short and sweet thanking them for taking time out of their busy schedule. Your, your wisdom was priceless. I look forward to applying it right away. And if it's okay, I'll circle back and let you know how things are going. Boom. And you send that out. Uh, I would also suggest doing something like, you know, you can, you can, find out, you know, through researching them, what their favorite charitable cause is, okay, maybe it's their, their local animal shelter. And so you make a, it doesn't have to be big, but just even a small donation to their local animal shelter in their name. And that will get back to them. And you're not doing that to kiss up or anything, but just to, again, let them know you respect the process, you appreciate them, and you want to honor them, right? And then, you know, so again, a few weeks, a month, a couple, whatever it is, you uh, however, you know, whether you email or call them or whatever to kind of up, let them know what's happening and you maybe have another question or two. And if a an ongoing mentor-protege relationship is supposed to develop in time, it will. If not, it won't. You know, you can, you can prefer that it happens, but I'd say don't be attached to having to have that happen. It might be a, a series of people that you, you talk to. Now, you you asked about the drive-by mentor, yep. I, I think, and that was an interesting story. I'd been in sales for a couple of, of years, and I had done pretty well, but I was with a, another company, and I was I was you know I was in a slump, <laughs> and it wasn't a lot of fun. And and there was this guy at the company. He was an older guy who uh, he didn't say much, but one of these people I think we've all met before that when he whenever he did say something it was generally pretty profound right and i think he saw me as uh as joe who of course i would write about 20 years later mm -hmm. uh, and uh, as that guy that salesperson who was young and up and coming aggressive ambitious worked hard uh but really was frustrated that he was not where he needed to be and was you know and obviously like i said i was in a slump and i was panicking and, and i think he could he could see that and so he he said to me he he said berg can i give you some advice um and he was a last name kind of guy he said berg can i give you some advice i said yeah you know please please do and he said um you know if you want to make a lot of money in sales he said don't have 
making money as your target. Your target, he said, is serving others. Now, mm -hmm. when you get the target, you'll get a reward. And that reward will come in the form of money. And you can do with that money whatever you choose. But never forget, he said, the money is simply the reward for hitting the target. It ain't the target itself. Your wow. target is serving others. Now, that's what really got me to see that my focus was in the wrong place. It was on me. And great salesmanship is never about the salesperson. Right, salesmanship is, is is never about the the product or service. As important as those are, great salesmanship is about the other person. It's about how you're able to touch another person's life through your product, service, and just being in it and the additional value you bring to the table. But let me explain really quickly the drive-by mentor part. This was a um, this is a term that I that within in a conversation with one of my current mentors, her name is Dondi Skumachi, who's a, a magnificent human being and leader and, and, and teacher of such. Um, and I, I think it was Dondi who came up with the name of this, because usually in our conversations, that's what happens. And I just agree with it. And so um, the term drive by mentor is simply means a person who you may not even know, may have never met or may, may have just known in the hallways like that the, the gentleman I was talking about, who just happens to come along at the exact right time and place that you happen to both need that advice and are open to it. And, and you, know, you may never see that person again, or you may see them again, but never even have a significant conversation with them again, but wow, that the advice they gave you right there was just worth its weight in gold. And, you know, that that's what we call a, a drive by mentor. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm I'm seeing that, quite frankly. I mean, I know for a fact, um, lack of a better way to put this, you are a drive by mentor to hundreds of people and thousands of people. And and quite frankly, you know, with my content, I get that comments every once in a while. Hey, you know, I, I'm following your content and it made a difference as far as what I was doing right now. And that's what it looks like. And that, that's the encouragement I would give folks of, you know, you as speakers, we've worn through this. You know, we always talk about we want, you know, 5,000 people in the audience or whatever it may be. I'm always the person that you are as well. I know. And Jay Barry is coming up next week. Uh, if, if, if I if I affect one person in the audience, then then I made my speaking. Fee. I mean, that's kind of the bottom line. Yeah. Absolutely. I think what it is, is we need to lose the attachment to, you know, how many and um, and whether that person even takes our advice. Okay. Now, again, qu quantity is also great. Okay. The, mm -hmm. I would say focus on the quality, but quantity is also very important, but it's, it, but the key is we have no, uh, we, we generally don't have control necessarily over mm -hmm. how many there are and, or how many will be receptive to the message. So all we can do is our best to reach out with the information that seems to make sense to, um, you know, based hopefully on knowledge and understanding of the situation. And then the person who is supposed to be affected by it is. Yeah. And I, and I run into that. I mean, I've, I've had folks uh, now with me back out as consultant who, who I've reconnected with. He said, you know what, when five years ago, when I talked to you about X, Y, and Z, it made a difference as far as where I was going to go. And I know that happens for you, Bob, as well. Uh, as far as I let's let's circle back around a little bit on mentors, uh, because that's something that 
you know, and we won't get specific into that. So, so after this segment, but the pay it forward Tuesdays is all about mentoring and helping folks learn about their businesses, doing whatever, how important is it to be not only uh, have a mentor, but is it, is it, is there value? And I'm sure there is in being a mentor. And, and what does that look like for you? Oh, I, I, I agree. Think there is, you know, I, I think softball any, pitch there, Bob. Pardon? I said that was a softball pitch if there ever was one. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you know, it's also very important, I think, because it really is so important in that we grow. And, and I think you've seen that, you know, when you give any kind of talk or presentation, how much you learn from the audience and, and, and so forth. And I feel the same way. And you and I were both a member of a, of a, a speakers group, an online speakers group, where mm-hmm. so many of them said the same thing. And I think as a mentor, we learn so much from those one-on-one conversations and situations. And, you know, we grow because we see things through their eyes. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just, I, I'm a big believer in that, e, you know, even if it's not a matter of, uh, you know, whether you do it because you just really want to help someone and or for how you'll grow. I don't think it's an either or. I think it's it's both. Yeah. And I think the characteristics is that people need to understand as well uh, from both uh, I'm looking for a mentor and I want to be a mentor. Uh, you you embody this. And, you know, I know, you know shoot. The next six episodes are folks that embody this, but you know, I don't care how how big you are, quote unquote. You've got uh, you know, that's nine hundred thousand plus sales on your on your books and whatever. I have never had an issue with reaching out to you and having a conversation. Seth Godin's the same way. Jay Bear's the same way. Uh, you know, and I talk to folks, especially the, the lack of a better way to put this, the youngsters, and say, you know, my my axiom is if you don't ask the question, the only answer you're going to get is no. If you ask that person and the way you do that uh, and it, uh, is, is more important than anything else as far as, you know, I know you're busy. This is what it looks like. But can you spend a few minutes with me as opposed to some that come in and say, I need a job and, you know, people who can you help me with? You know, those type of things. That, that's the, what it looks like. And, and, a, and a side note, by the way, too, Bob, because I know you know him very well as well. Phil Jones is probably one of the best authors in the world in regards to how to have that conversation and what not to say, those type of things. So, um, you know, it, it embodies what, what goes on for that. So, yeah. um, you know, anyone who, who wants to know what to say, how to say it and so forth uh, should get Phil's books. Right? Yeah. He is he's a genius. And you talk about a guy who really is just a terrific, terrific human being. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, honestly, you mentioned the, the speakers group that we were a member of, and it was ironically on Facebook. Uh, but, you know, we were a part. I can I can name hundreds of people within that group that that are basically the same way. They're accessible. They're good human beings. Yeah. They they are encouraged by your successes and helping you move forward, which, I you know, is a big part of my pay it forward philosophy as well. So uh, that's really make, makes a big difference as far as that goes. So, um yeah, I've got folks in the comments. I apologize, but but they're coming in. I just ordered the book. I can't wait to read it. Uh, outstanding conversation. I'm off to get Bob Berg's book. So, uh, and, and and this is probably a good place for this, Bob, as well. So talk to us about. Uh, we always like to talk about this. You have several channels that folks can take advantage of the Go Giver lifestyle and and what goes on and i mentioned on top of the hour the youtube channel that you have which is amazing but talk to me about you know i know that it's not just the go giver book but it's a series of books plus there's youtubes and and a wide variety so tell tell the audience 
how they can find more Bob Berg. I mean, who, who would who would not want more Bob Berg in their life? Thank you. Also, by the way, and just to, to acknowledge the the kind comments, uh, I can't see the comments, so I don't want anybody no. to think I'm not acknowledging you. I'm I can't see them. So yeah, no, no, no problem. Uh, but but thank you. Um, yeah, my my probably best place to reach me is my website, which is berg b u r g dot com. And if if people scroll down the page, they'll see a whole bunch of resources uh, that they can that they can go to, including the uh, books where they can click on it, and and it will take them to a page where they can get chapter one or an excerpt where they can see if they like where it's headed, and then they can always click through. But yeah, the website's the best place. Great. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. When uh, and, and this is probably a good place to, to mention, too. There will be a replay on my YouTube channel, Facebook, and also audio on uh, Anchor FM. So uh, get a chance to take a look at that. Uh, for, for those in my audience who are regular members of my audience, they know that I promote the heck out of what, what we've got going on. Yeah. Mainly because I'm having a ball doing this. These conversations are, are pretty, pretty dang awesome as far as that goes. Bob, uh, any advice for, you know, folks who are starting out in sales and you know is there is there certain things they need to be doing besides just finding a mentor or you know looking at and and also obviously buying your book and and, and looking at your website but uh <laughs> any, any particular advice well i mean i you know I, I think it really begins with with learning um learning and applying and i always say if there's a if there's a success formula if formula is even the, the right word for it but you know first define exactly is what you desire to accomplish. So if you're in sales, if you're working with a certain company or, or, or deciding to, or what have you, what is that desire? What is it that you're looking to do? Uh, you know, Napoleon Hill and think and grow rich, you know, all, all great accomplishment begins with desire. And I think it's important. Um, and if you don't have the specific desire right now, don't let that stop you. Sometimes you find it as you, you go along. But generally, you have an idea of what you're looking to accomplish. And if you're just new in sales, uh, you have an idea what you're looking to accomplish. So it begins with desire. And then step one is to seek out and find the information or follow the system. And mm. I define a system as simply the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how-to principles, uh, the key being predictability. Uh, if it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired result of B. So you know all you need to do is A and continue to do A and continue, and you'll get the desired result of B. So for, so find the, the books, the audios, the um, videos that are out there that you can tap into. You mentioned Phil Jones earlier. You know, Phil's, uh, Phil's book what was exactly what to say, I think, was the yes. the um, and he's got a couple of them out now. They're, they're brilliant. Uh, you know, Jay's books are fantastic. Um, uh, you know, people like Anthony Inarino and Jeb Blunt and Mike Weinberg and Scott Hunter and Andrea. Uh, Waltz and Richard Fenton and and uh, Connie, um, and, uh, thinking of some, uh, oh goodness gracious, I'm I'm thinking of the the name that I'm not coming up with right now, and I apologize, but um, but uh, there's so many great books out there. Okay, so so learn them, you know, study them and read them and and apply the information. That's the, that's the second one. Okay, so you get desire, which is where it begins. Then you've got to seek out and find the information. Two is oh uh, 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 Meredith uh, Elliott uh, Powell mm -hmm. I was thinking of uh, who also is just has some wonderful sales you know information um, 
Two is apply the information. And so that is, you know, don't wait till you think you're perfect to begin applying it. All right. Once you know enough to start, start. <laughs> right. And, uh, and, and you're going to get better as, as you do it. Three is to be persistent. Outlast the nose. You know, one thing that I believe knocks more potentially great salespeople out of the sales profession, Chuck, is not the the nose, not the amount of nose they get when they start. It's that they think they're the only ones getting those nose. Mm-hmm. Right. And they see people who've attained certain levels of success and they just kind of assume, oh yeah, well, for them it was easy. You know, they just went out there and people start here. You know, not at all. Not at all. A great book to pick up. Great book. I wish it was around when I started in, in, in sales. But this is a, another business parable. It's, it's by, uh, and I had mentioned her, uh, Andrea Waltz and, and her husband, Richard Fenton. They're, they're partners. They're a team. They wrote a great parable called Go For No. And they totally reframe how to work with no's. And they're, they're, basically their premise is yes is the destination no is how you get there and you'll never look at a no in the same way by the way that doesn't mean no's don't still stink of course we nobody likes to get a no that and that's not the point no it's actually very realistic how they how they do it how they reframe it but it's a book i suggest everyone uh get um so apply the information third be persistent outlast the nose and then the last part okay because it started with 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 desire the last part is belief and that is belief in what you're doing, mm-hmm. belief in yourself. And a lot of times this is a very unconscious, uh, you know, type of situation where we, you know, if we don't have that belief, if there's something that that internally or unconsciously we don't believe in ourselves or don't feel worthy or what have you, we're going to sabotage our success. So I believe it's important to study prosperity. And that's where there are people like Randy Gage, uh, fantastic in terms of prosperity, where there's uh, people like David Nagel and Ellen Rogan out of Chicago and, and Sharon Lecter and so many wonderful, wonderful teachers of, of prosperity. And it's always on a, an unconscious level. Uh, a great book written in 1960 by uh, Maxwell Maltz called Psycho-Cybernetics, one of the best I've ever seen at really understanding ourselves and how our beliefs really end up driving our importance and how to reframe those beliefs and rework them so that they're they're working for us. So I, I guess the long answer to your question, advice for new salespeople is get that information and, and take it in. Don't be um, intimidated by how much it is. Do one thing at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to put you back on full screen for a second, Bob, because you and I talked about this, but uh, that is actually a real bookshelf behind you. And those oh, are books. One of them. Yeah. yeah. And I can totally relate to that. You know, if I had the room, that would absolutely be where I would be. Bob, I can't tell you um, how much I've enjoyed having this conversation with you. And, you know, honestly, it's like drinking a, a good martini. You want another one. There's no doubt about that. Thank so um, if you have not, and there's several folks, and I know you can't see the comments, but several folks who have, have mentioned it. If you have not discovered Bob Berg, I'm hoping that this broadcast helps you do that. Uh, please follow him as as uh, 
as best you can, where you can. There's some really cool resources out there. And I would strongly suggest the Go-Giver as a good place to start as far as the sales books go. Uh, Bob Berg, this has been a pleasure. I greatly appreciate you, my friend. I appreciate your your friendship over the years and, you know, and, and being willing to, and, and story out of school to a certain extent, when I was putting conversations with Chuck Esther together about a uh, month or two ago, uh, I, I old fashioned term, but I grabbed my Rolodex. Uh, you were the first one that I asked to be on uh, because I knew this was going to be an amazing conversation. And and we've had amazing conversations all the way along. So I greatly appreciate your time, my friend. And, and I want to wish you a happy holidays and, uh, and continued to success for sure. Same to you. It's my pleasure and my honor, Chuck. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Have a good week. So that is Bob Berg, and that's that's uh, one of my favorite people and one of my mentors, quite frankly, uh, as far as that goes. So we're going to spend a couple of more minutes here now uh, because I wanted to make sure that we got some time with Bob all the way through. Uh, but I want to talk about uh, my pay it forward minutes. And that that is something that I really enjoy doing. As most of you know, it's my way of highlighting cool things in the pay it forward movement. Uh, we'll talk specifically now about the pay it forward Tuesdays initiative, which is going on. Uh, and and a, a short story here, there are five Tuesdays in December. We have one more Tuesday left next week, uh, but Giving Tuesday is the first one. Then there's an opportunity for four additional Tuesdays where you could give, or in our case, pay it forward. And our case meaning, and I believe that uh, one of our guys is on on the uh, the call right now, but Adam Sinkus, Jennifer Radke, Bob Shears, Laura Moreira, and ourselves, myself, excuse me, got together and we decided we were going to find either charitable organizations, startups, uh, entrepreneurs who needed some consulting and help in PR, marketing, LinkedIn, uh, and business management, business coaching. Uh, it was a, an opportunity for us to do that. We have already chosen three different people. We have one more next week and they are getting two and a half hours of consulting from the folks and our latest recipient. And as some of you may know, I'm a, I have a heart for veterans uh, as you know, Dean Bunchu was on last week from the bunker labs, but our latest recipient is Jack Beavers. He's a military veteran who served our country through some challenging times. He left the military, went full force into sales and then into project management. He's driven by honor, integrity, and true character. And most importantly, he believes in the pay it forward mentality. Now he wants to give back to the community as a Christian motivational speaker. And so our mentors are coming alongside him and he's excited to learn how to network and to give back to the community despite all the challenges that he has faced. And as I mentioned, we have one more recipient uh, who we, we are ready to announce next Tuesday after Christmas. Uh, and that will be announced on Tuesday, December 29th. Plus, we've also decided, and this is very exciting for us, and, and a side note too, look up Adam Sinkus uh, on LinkedIn and you can find his uh, podcast. We were on podcast last night talking about the Pay It Forward initiative. So you can take a look at that. And one of the things that we mentioned is that we will continue the Pay It Forward initiative and the Pay It Forward Tuesdays into 2021. We will select a recipient on the third Thursday of each month in 2021. So if you have somebody who you think could be a good nominee, get in touch with me through LinkedIn. And also, are you a company organization that provides products and services to small businesses, entrepreneurs, and 501c3s? You can participate in Pay It Forward Tuesdays in 2021 because we are looking for sponsors that can provide services and products in kind 
for our 2021 recipients. We're calling it the Pay It Forward Perks. It's a great way to pay it forward while building brand equity in your community, which you folks know I'm a, a big component, a proponent of, if you will. So contact me for more details and information. And I wanna take two seconds here too, to uh, thank our sponsor, Vidyard, which is the video platform for business. You can go to vidyard.com backslash free and sign up for a free trial and check out Vidyard. I use it on a regular basis on my status updates on LinkedIn. And then also I wanna to mention to you as well uh, that you can, as I, I mentioned earlier, uh, we will, have replays of this conversation and the Bob Berg interview is going to be available on my YouTube channel, Facebook, as well as replay on LinkedIn. Now, next week, as we mentioned earlier, when I was talking to Bob, my guest on Wednesday, December 30th is Jay Bear. He's the co-author of Talk Triggers, the complete guide to creating customers with word of mouth and the founder of Convince and Convert Consulting, a digital marketing and customer experience advisory firm that helps the world's most iconic brands, including 3M, Cisco, Nike, Hilton, and the United Nations, and they helps them gain and keep more customers. So if you will, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends and connections. Uh, the replays are going to be available. And if you are into audio as opposed to video, you can find me at Anchor FM. Uh, take a look at that. And my holiday gift to you, if you're interested in learning how you can improve your marketing or LinkedIn presence, then connect with me on LinkedIn and mention this podcast for a free 15-minute discovery call. So that's it for this week. Until next time, this is Chuck Hester wishing you Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and reminding you to stay well, stay connected, and always pay it forward.